us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our anniversary edition of Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation. Of course, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink, and with me, the blonde bombshell herself, the queen of East Bridgewater, <laughs> Anne Kerrigan. Arg, and welcome to our anniversary show. So what's with the arg? Arg. <laughs> I'm not saying arg. No, I know. We're going to no. be quiet. All right, fine. Uh, well, you will find out soon enough why, we're why dressed we up are as dressed as pirates. Okay. But yes, this is, this is uh, show number 24. I can't believe it. Two years, Van Helsing. Yeah, I know. It's like Two being married. Years. Yeah. And I know it's all wonderful and beautiful. That's what I was thinking. It's just like being married. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but anyways, I, I I like your pirate attire. That's well, pretty thank cool. you very much. Mm-hmm. And I have the gun and I have my little sword, yeah. so uh, I can take care of you if you get out of line. Well, I got the nuki. <laughs> What's that? That's a thing that puts a curse on you or whatever. Oh, wow. I don't know, something or other. Please don't. Don't curse me. And then I got a course. This is or curse at me. This is the the medallion for exorcism. Oh, do you know I almost wore mine? I did not wear it. That would have been spooky. I did not wear it. Then I know it's time not to have any more shows. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, uh, so, welcome this evening. So, I mean, do you like my pirate? Yes, I do like your pirate garb. You know, it's not real pirate guy. You know, actually, we used to wear this crap. Really? Yeah. This is shirt I used to wear. For? Back in the 60s. Really? Yeah, before you were born. You've had it you've, since Are the 60s? Are you kidding me? I'm a guy. I have the, my first clothes <laughs> for crying out I'd still be wearing my, my T-shirt, but it only goes up to my belly button. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, this is vintage. Okay. Yeah, so anyway. Okay. And like holes in it and stuff? No, no, no I take good care right. of my stuff, sort of, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, uh, okay. So anyway, so this is our anniversary show, yes, which I'm really excited about. Yes. And um, the number of uh, stations that I'm picking up this is, is growing. Yes, yes. Every month we uh, seem to have more and more subscribers. Mm. Uh, if you have a local cable access in your town, and I know we have it obviously here in East Bridgewater. And Drake it. Uh, and Drake it. Uh, and, and you would Portsmouth. like to see Ghost Chronicles Next Generation live in your town. Um, find and out who wouldn't, right? I, I know. Mm-hmm. Find out if uh, your local access facility uh, is a member of Mass Access and they can pick it up for. Nada. And uh, play it in your town for free. Do we, what do we get on there? A few bucks? <laughs> Kick back we also on? get nada. Mm. So, But that's okay. You can see us you in other places. If you want to send money, we'll take it. No! Because I can, I can <laughs> no, use some new clothes. My shirt is from the 60s, please. You can't say that. Oh, I can't say that. Access. Never mind. No, I can't no. say that. That was a joke. You didn't hear that. No, it you didn't know, happen. It was a joke. A joke. <laughs> 
Oh, it's it's very What's strange. What's with the rules? I, I don't know. Oh, okay, fine. I don't know. All it's right. strange. We don't have a monitor tonight, so I don't. I feel like I'm kind of talking to. Uh, I know. I'm just following that red light. I'm, wall, ho I'm hoping that's that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened to our monitor. It, it, it I think it came unplugged. I don't know. We had that. Same, we had that same problem last time. So. Uh, I think that we should definitely uh, <laughs> get off the air. Get off the air. We should definitely. We'd like to introduce our cemetery tripping. Uh, right. no, it's so, cemetery if tripping. Zach, if you could call us. Well, before you, why don't well, you give us a prelude um, to it? What is it? Oh well, uh, we're going to go to a very old cemetery in West Bridgewater, next town over from here. Oh wow! Uh, that I stumbled across last summer. It's very, very old. Um, stumbled across this key there. Uh, literally, drove almost drove by it and had to whip the car over so oh yay i think we have a monitor back so without further ado zach can we please go to cemetery tripping Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taphophile, or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Today I would like to invite you to one of the oldest local cemeteries I have found in the Bridgewater area. It is the old graveyard in West Bridgewater, Mass, which dates to 1683. The area was first settled in 1651 and organized at the West or First Parish of Bridgewater in 1664. You can find this graveyard at the intersection of South Street and Cross Streets in West Bridgewater. This ancient cemetery has probably the most sun carvings that I have ever seen in one place. I counted 20. The sun represents the soul rising to heaven, or conversely, the sun setting on that person's life. I have seen these all over New England in various forms, but the carver or carvers have never been specifically identified. There were a few table stones, the first of which I saw belonged to Samuel and Susanna Hedson. His death in July 1692 hers in February 1699, and also the Reverend James Keith, born and educated in Aberdeen, Scotland, who died in 1719 and was a minister for 56 years in West Bridgewater. While table stones are very impressive, they usually take the brunt of New England weather and do not hold up well over the centuries, many breaking or crumbling to the ground. Daniel Johnson, who died in 1785, boasts two soul effigies on his stone, unusual for cemeteries in the rural areas. This is something more often seen on the stones of the wealthy in Boston. There were also quite a few examples of portrait stones, again not typical, as they involved intricate details to represent the faces of the dearly departed. Jerusha Bailey, who died in 1738, and Elizabeth Keith in 1758, both sport a death's head with crossed bones, a symbol of mortality. The cause of death for Mr. Timothy Phobes was stated on his stone, saying that he departed this earth after enduring a painful and lingering malady. When I came across the marker for Free Love Willis, I felt perhaps her name would have been better suited to the 1960s rather than the 1700s. Two Revolutionary War soldiers are recognized in the old graveyard, 
namely that of John Ames, Captain 5th Company, 3rd Plymouth Regiment, a West Bridgewater native, and Sylvanus Ames, stated as hailing from Rhode Island, but who was baptized in Bridgewater and died in 1788 at Valley Forge. The plaque states that his burial site is unknown, but I am sure they placed the marker here in the Ames family plot in memoriam. The old graveyard is indeed a gem and is far out in the countryside on a back road. But I enjoyed this cemetery because of the carvings I found there that are not typically seen in such rural areas. Although many stones were illegible, quite a few were still in amazing shape, and it was still exciting to stand next to stones with such rich history. And quite frankly, if you were over 300 years old, you wouldn't be in too great a shape either. Well, I'll tell you. Hi, what happens at the end of my music? I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm over 300 years old, I and I am in good shape. So, yeah, uh, well, you know, no. I don't I don't agree with you with that. Um, I, I'm sorry, but that's okay. the way it is. Anyways, right. But that was good, as usual. Whatever you say. Yeah, Thank you. Anyways, so. <laughs> We got lots of surprises tonight, so let's uh, yes, carry on. We do, we do. And now you're going to find out uh, one of the reasons we're dressed as pirates, although we don't usually need a reason. No. But um, <laughs> uh, tonight we have a special guest, and he is the author of Ghosts of Boston, Ghosts of Salem. Uh, he freelances for various publications and teaches journalism at Cambridge Community TV and Malden Access TV. Uh, He's been featured as Boston's paranormal expert, excuse me, on the biography channels Haunted Encounters and Paranormal State's Ryan Buell's Paranormal Insider Radio. Uh, He also moonlights as a tour guide, which is very exciting. That's very exciting. And uh, launched a successful ghost tour, Cambridge Haunts, Uh and is now working on his fifth book, Haunted Boston Harbor. And of course, who could refuse, right? What's in Boston Harbor? Pirates, right? Oh, I, I thought think. it was Woody Bulger. Oh, no, they found him. <laughs> That's right. They found him. They, they found, found him. him huh? yeah. So we would like to introduce our special guest this evening, Sam Baltrusis. Welcome, Sam. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. <laughs> now, we had uh, Frank Grace on the show a few months back. Too much. And uh, shared uh, his wonderful photography with us. And, of course, he's had a lot of experiences, you know, in the course. But I know he's worked very closely with you and told us about you yeah. uh, when he was on the show. Well, actually, Frank, this is my latest book. It's uh, 13 Most Haunted in Massachusetts. Ooh. And Frank did the, the photos with the, with the, uh, the book. Yes. And it was it was uh, definitely it was a last minute decision because I, I normally work with a publisher I work with History Press mm-hmm. and I decided to self publish this latest book with Frank and it turned out to be my favorite book so far so it was amazing working with Frank we went we went all over Massachusetts looking for the most haunted locations that's awesome so what did you I mean how did you determine which locations were the most haunted that's a good question I mean a lot of it cause I'm a, I'm not an investigator I'm actually a, a researcher so I. I'm about the ghost lore, I'm about the history of a location, so a lot of it had to do with other people, the, approaching people as a journalist, talking to them, like, what would you rank your most haunted location? And, and a lot of times, the, the, the number one is the S.K. Pierce Victorian Mansion mm-hmm. in Gardner, and that's... Really? That's, that came from multiple sources, so it was kind, it's kind of arbitrary, but it's also uh, kind of based on people, people's input. Um, you, know, you know, Ian and I slept there. Did you really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we uh, we were in the 
cold the, room. The cold room. <laughs> All the rooms are cold yes, at the Haunted Victorian. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but um, the, I think it was the nanny's room. Oh, Matt, Maddie Cornwall. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The little, it's a little one uh, tucked away yeah. um, over where uh, Edwin used to have his study um, in the front corner there. Mm-hmm. So. Did you have any experiences? Um, besides freezing it? Ro- <laughs> <laughs> besides freezing it. You got to remember, this was November and there was no yeah. heat in the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it was uh, a couple years yeah, ago. It was cold. Um, we went outside to get warm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, I think a lot of people had experiences there. That you, I evening. told you, you, she put a camera on all night long, right? I, yeah, I did. I brought a... a right. And above like her snoring, you could hear... I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> there was actually sound by the dumbwaiter there or that closet, because yeah. she slept in that bed next to the, the dumbwaiter. Mm-hmm. And I swear there was something in that closet. And that yeah. If I wasn't so cold, I would have looked. <laughs> I did not have uh, very good audio. That oh. was the problem. It was just a little IR camera. <clears throat> so I uh, wasn't thinking too strongly about audio. I was only thinking about, you know, visual uh, evidence. But my, I mean, the intro to the book actually is Joni Mahan, who wrote mm-hmm. Bones in the Basement. Yeah. And yeah. she spent a lot of time there, and it kind of relied on her for the historical research. But mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, I was terrified of that location. Like, really? I, would not, I, would not sp- I would not spend the night there. Because it was so cold, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was just—it really terrified me a lot. Because I, I had a dream, I would have dreams about Maddie Cornwell, who mm-hmm. was the the nanny that was sort of the gatekeeper of that right. location. Mm-hmm. So I was I was scared, and then also Edwin, who supposedly or not Edwin uh, Edward, who uh, who died in the basement, supposedly is a negative energy that's in mm-hmm. the basement. Do we have right. a picture of this we can put up? Um, of the well. Of the we, the Victorian we, mansion. We do have a. Um, there's a picture of uh, 13 most haunted. Zach, can you um, put that picture up? Um, which is actually got the haunted Victorian on the cover. Oh, that works. Um, awesome. All right. Well, while he's doing that, continue <laughs> we're talking. We're looking for Here, that. Yep. Uh, yep. We so, do have that in the stills. Yeah, like that location specifically was one of those locations that kind of called me, and mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it. I know, I know, it's been like on all the paranormal shows, like Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters. Right. And totally. I wanted something. That I wanted to um, have my own experience. So it was more about me kind of confronting my fear because mm-hmm. I was so scared of that location. <laughs> and I um, reached out to Joni, and then Frank and I went. So we did. We actually taped a documentary or a countdown show from. Malden Access TV that was picked up on 21 stations. Right. Um, and it was a, lo- a little hokey, but I, d- I definitely, um, I'm looking forward to, because I met the new owner, Rob Conti, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to uh, spending more time there if I if I can do it. I mean, oh, that's cause, great. Because I'm very unsensitive to that stuff, and I have to be really mm-hmm. careful. Yeah. It's it's uh, really quite an intimidating place. We, we do have, actually, um, we do have the video that you put together, if if um, we could play that, if if you absolutely, just is this the that. most haunted video? Um, this is the um, well, this was the the thirteen most haunted. Oh, cool! This was the top, the top choice. So he did a little um, like a, a segment. Little, like, like oh, a segment excellent! On yeah. So if, if yeah, since we're talking about it, can we can we play that, Zach? The most haunted location in Massachusetts at number one is the S.K. Pierce Victorian Mansion in Gardner, Mass. Yes, welcome to my nightmare. Recently purchased by Rob Conti, the New Jersey-based owner of Dark Carnival, this historic structure was built in 1875 by Sylvester Knowlton Pierce, the founder of the S.K. Pierce & Son Chair Company. 
The home has had several famous guests, such as P.T. Barnum, Norman Rockwell, Betty Davis, and President Calvin Coolidge. Several ghosts are said to haunt this mansion, including S.K. Pierce's first wife, Susan, who passed away of a mysterious illness only three weeks after moving in. And then there's nanny Maddie Cornwell. She loved the mansion so much, in fact, she continued to reside here in the afterlife. S.K. Pierce himself is also said to haunt the mansion with other ghostly members of the Pierce family. Rob Conti plans to turn this into a haunted attraction next October and is looking to book this extremely haunted home for overnight guests. A house where guests check in but never check out. They're dying to have you stay. <laughs> like, what would you say is the most haunted location in Massachusetts? In the haunted Victorian mansion. We just came back. <laughs> we just came back from the haunted Victorian. Um, so tell me, like, she's uh, Joni is the expert on the Victorian mansion, and there's just an energy that emanates from that place. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about like the latest with the Victorian mansion. Well, it's been sold, which I'm actually pretty excited about. I interviewed the uh, two owners, or the, one of the owners uh, earlier, and he's a nice guy. They're going to turn it into, uh, not a bed and breakfast, but they're going to turn it into a rental. So uh, they'll, they're going to do all the renovations, which is really nice. They're working on the eaves soon and going to repaint it and do everything it needs to be done. And then they're going to open it up in a year for overnight rentals. And then in October, it's going to be like a haunted house event, which will be fun. All right. Whoa. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh echo now. Echo, echo. Um, that, so that is the haunted Victorian mansion in Gardner, Mass. And, and the, uh, the video was from? The well, we did it. We, we went throughout the state of Massachusetts, and we filmed, because we, I also do video. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I was a video producer in New York City, and mm -hmm. then I came to... Uh, I teach I teach journalism at MATV and CCTV, so it was sort of a learning tool for my students to learn how to do video. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a, a segment segment that we put together. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. But what, was that interview about the Pierce Mansion, or was it the whole? Yeah. Thing? Well, I mean, I just interviewed experts because that's mm -hmm. what I do. Because I interview um, either paranormal investigators or interview. Um, uh, like historical researchers or people who have actually had first-hand accounts at a location, and Joni is one of them. And mm -hmm. so I reached out to Joni, interviewed her, and I said, I asked her what's the most haunted location, and she said, of course, S.K. Pierce Victoria Mansion. Okay. And of course, she wrote a book about it, but right. uh, and that's how we connected. And then she wrote the introduction to the book. Oh, oh right. yes, yes, that's. And we've had uh, actually had Joni on this show as well, and enjoyed her vo her book very much, and. Uh, the titles are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Poems in the basement. And now, so you have you have the 13 Most Haunted right now. Right. But you're also working on, you're working on the Boston Harbor? Yeah, I have Haunted Coast? Boston Harbor that I'm mm -hmm. actually working on. It takes me a couple of years of research before I right. actually start writing the book. Mm -hmm. So I, I just came back from Newport, Rhode Island, um, and worked, that's for research for a book coming out in 2017. Oh, wow. Um, but I spent, the, I spent the last summer in the Boston Harbor mm -hmm. doing the research for Haunted Boston Harbor. Um, I have another book that I have already written that's coming Coming out in 2016, which is uh, paranormal province towns. So it's oh, wow. focusing on the on the haunts of province towns. You are busy. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I've been turning out a book like a week. You know, like, <laughs> but, but I mean, I loved I loved the research part. I mean, I just came back from Newport, and oh my gosh, it was so it was so amazing to to be there off season because you, you know it from right. so when it's not as you know when it's in the summer, people are surfing and in the water and visiting all the shops. Well, it was so um, it was like sleepy and beautiful and mm -hmm. spooky. 
Awesome. Yeah. Can you tell us where you went, or is that... Yeah, I mean, I kind of keep my locations <laughs> off limits, but we were at an allegedly haunted bed and breakfast. Um, it was it was on Spring Street. That mm -hmm. That'll be able to give enough clues to people there to where go. it was. There you go. Um, there was a, a, lot, and a, a girl supposedly haunts that location, and she has a name. Her name's Jessica, mm -hmm. and she died, and supposedly died in the house. And I, my, I'm a, a researcher, so I love doing the historical uh, research at a location and mm -hmm. going to the library and... I love that too. Yeah, digging yeah. For, digging for all the dirt and all the uh, all the secrets. And mm -hmm. Newport has a lot of secrets. I'm sure. Yeah. Because you know, obviously, any kind of port port town like that, you know. Um, lots of nefarious activity. Lots of stuff going like, on. A lot right? of pirates are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so, what about Boston Harbor? Um, you know, what drew you? Was there anything in particular that drew you there? Well, the pirates, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, um, I felt like all the undesirables were put in the Boston Harbor. I, <laughs> I, I felt like if you were, because I, well, while I was doing the research for, I was working on uh, Boston, like Ghost of Boston, Ghost of Salem. I was doing research on like where I came from, because it, ter it turns that I'm actually from, like great 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 grandparents are from Newport. Rhode Island. Oh wow! And I didn't know that uh -huh. and, until recently. And my mother found six. Like, yeah, we're from Newport. I'm like, oh, that's great. So <laughs> I so I was doing research on where we came from. And the thing is, Boston Harbor was where the Irish immigrants were mm -hmm. put if they had tuberculosis or oh. uh, if they were if you were a pirate or if you were different in any way. People were put in the various islands. So it was sort of the undesirables were kept out in Boston Harbor. Mm -hmm. And of course, I, like that that really interests me. And mm -hmm. the sort of like the the stories that were on the islands that no one knows about, right. like Deer Island, where all the Native Americans were kept, and they were kind of um, it was it was like a concentration camp for Native Americans. Oh wow! On Deer Island, that's and, terrible. And then there's there were like the um, like Deer Island was also where the there was a prison on Deer Island, and there was um, there's Long Island, which was the inspiration for um, Shutter Island. Um, there was a crematorium in the middle of this like this insane asylum or this hospital uh -huh. on Long Island, which turned into a homeless facility or right. shelter. And then there's um, this Pettick's Island, which I love. Uh, Pettick's Island is where there are a lot of military forts and things that are kind of in disrepair mm -hmm. that I love to go and visit. So oh, yeah. it was uh, uh, doing Boston Harbor and spending the entire summer out there was a dream come true. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. You know, they hung a woman pirate in Boston. I didn't know that. Yep. A what? Really? Because you know how I am with names, go. I can't remember her name. A woman pirate. But yeah, she was a uh, a maid uh, in Boston, and then uh, was it Goody Glover? I don't. Uh -oh. you, you never ask me names. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, her husband, uh, they would. Uh, Go off, you know where the Isle of Shoals are, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They would go off there with their boat and uh, call out distress signals. And uh, oh. when people would come to help them, they would uh, kill them and steal okay. the things, sink wow. the boats. And oh. the, the funny part about it is, they ended up uh, really being in a distress signal. <laughs> and, and he, uh, her husband, drowned in the storm. Oh. And so she went back to Boston, and uh, she. Uh, started uh, her ways again in stealing stuff from ships in the harbor. Mm -hmm. And eventually they caught her and tried her for murder, even though she said she never did it, and they hung her. 
Wow. Well, what's interesting also, and I didn't know this, um, there's a little island called Nix's Mate. And Nix's Mate is, it doesn't look like an island, but it was an island back in the 1600s, 1700s. And that is where they would put pirates or um, they would hang them in what they were like gibbet cages. So there were these crude contraptions designed by the Puritans. Yeah. And they were hung upside down in these these cages. (laughs) And I'll tell you, like every time I passed by that island, I would... um, Something weird would happen. Like I would be pushed from my seat because I would be giving. Really? Something. It was a strange little spot. And Mm -hmm. what's also interesting about Nix's mate is at low tide, it looks like a perfect shape of a question mark. Oh wow. Yeah. Hmm. So because of erosion and whatever, but um, Mm -hmm. there's sort of this punctuation when you would pass by the island, adding to the mystery of the harbor. That's cool. See, he says he's an investigator. I mean, not an investigator, but he has all these experiences. (laughs) I do. Interesting. Well, I I like to, uh, because I'm a journalist, I like to immerse myself. So Mm -hmm. instead of like just visiting at one time, I, I like spend months at a location. And it's well, hard. It's, way to go. Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard. It's hard to do that for every location because I like like 13 Most Haunted. I did not spend months at the S.K. Pierce Victorian Mansion, mm-hmm. but I think that this is the beginning of me kind of confronting my fear with the with the Victorian because mm-hmm. I I was like if you read my story, it's about me being afraid of it mm-hmm. and and um, kind of confronting my fears. Wow, I loved. You had a quote. Um, that I heard, and I've, I've been looking at a lot of Sam's videos, you know, the last couple of weeks. And one of the, the quotes that you said was, the Bay State's blood-stained soil. I love that. <laughs> I had to write it down. And I have to say it slowly because I have trouble spitting it out. But I love that quote. And what a great, you know, great quote, a- appropriate, you well, know, for that. I mean, like, getting to, like, the research, I... It's a passion of mine to give a voice to those people like mm-hmm. that have been murdered or um, had like a history that no one really focuses on. We talk, we really focus as you know, as the paranormal community focus on the rich white guy, um, mm-hmm. like leaving a legacy. What about the you know the the, the African American man that saved the family on Little Brewster Island? Mm-hmm. Or what about the um, the Native Americans who were were murdered on Deer Island? Like I want to focus on those who have been marginalized in society. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, and that's a great a different standpoint. You're right because it's always about like S.K. Pierce. Yeah, who's <laughs> the rich guy in town, you know, and he built this big mansion and. Um, it's true. It's it's always always the uh, well. It's not. I mean, when you think about guy. it, there was Enos there, the the guy that yeah. uh, supposedly spontaneous combustion, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, so I mean, the, the the problem though we have as investigators and also researchers is is you can take a location and you kind of like you know can find out the history behind it, which you know, is good. And then when you start doing paranormal investigating there, unfortunately, you end up trying to do your investigating to fit the history. In other words, you have the the, uh, famous ghost syndrome, which is if someone famous had died there, then that's the person that haunts the house. So it's it's very difficult to separate... you know the truth from the the, the uh, fiction actually mm-hmm. sometimes yeah I think it's really important for the paranormal investigator to work in tandem with a researcher um, I think that because you're right like if you're going to an investigation you know the history of a location you're gonna it's gonna skew it's and, rude, and so <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be like okay the, there's a an, like the bed and breakfast that I just visited I didn't inv- you know didn't do an investigation because a I'm not an investigator but you know I'm, I'm really interested in her story now did we count Captured EVP. I mean, possibly, but I that's I don't do that. I do right. I like like who died there. Like why would it be haunted? Mm-hmm. And maybe work with the paranormal investigator 
who would actually have scientific proof or you know EVPs or um, footage that would that they that they may have captured on film or that type of thing. And I think that that would be a nice kind of you know working together type of relationship. Uh, and I I see a, a Ghost Adventures they do that well. Like Jeff and their team, he's the he's the historical researcher or the paranormal researcher on that show. Mm-hmm. And the paranormal research is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Now Ghost Hunters. They, I have, a, I have a problem with them, and they do a fantastic job of investigations, but they don't really dig that deep into the history on ghost hunters. So, right. and even just pop culture, uh, paranormal investigators. Period. Um, it's all for show, and mm-hmm. it's not the reality. Uh, and sometimes they don't always get it right. I, yeah, exactly. I, would, I, I mean, as, absolutely agree with that. <laughs> you know, we, we've been investigating for you know tons of years, and my mantra always was. I want to know as little about the place as possible before right. I do an investigation. And then we do the research on it. To give you an idea, I mean, we went to uh, Wood Island Lighthouse and we did a, a, an investigation there. Actually, it was an event, and then uh, we've done investigations there before, though. But late at night, we were uh, playing this uh, spirit board or whatever the heck it was. And uh, this pirate came through, and his name uh-huh. said his name was Scud. And it, <laughs> yep, he said it's Scud. Such and he said, he said that uh, he had Spanish gold buried on the island in Biddeford Pool. So, mm-hmm. and we're trying to get the location for this gold, which was Please. crazy. So, but anyways, but when we, when we, we went back uh, after we did the investigation, we did some of the research and we found out there was a pirate by the name of Scudmore, ah. who was actually a doctor. And, uh, in fact, he it's was hanging in Boston. <laughs> pirate doctor? Yeah. Well, you know, you, the interesting thing about pirate, unless you side, sign the agreement, okay, you are okay. In other words, if you signed the agreement, you were a pirate and you would be hung or whatever the, the penalties were for that time. Uh-huh. And, but if you didn't sign the agreement, you were thought to be impressed and therefore you wouldn't be uh, penalized. It's actually okay. really, it's really. I did a book on Salem, and it's very similar to the witch trials in Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, pirates were they, the Puritans loathed pirates, and so the Puritans didn't like pirates. They didn't like witches. So kind of similar witch hunt for, uh-huh. for the pirates. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. And one other thing on the the uh, that uh, game that we played is we we did some further research and we found an old newspaper from Bitterfoot Pool where a guy dug up Spanish gold in his field in in the town. So uh-huh. it was funny. It was, it, was this, it was this game, but yet there was this information that came through that kind of backed it up. Now, was that proofing? No, but makes you think. <laughs> so anyways, enough about that. Let's talk about uh, what else you got going on there in, in this uh, Most Haunted. Or? I think before, if we can just... Um, um, okay. We're just going to have a, a oh, is little... Oh, time? Yes. Oh! I'm sorry to interrupt. We have a new feature. We have a new feature. Mm-hmm. And we uh, would like to do a little spot, we hope, on each show uh, for the paranormal news. So if uh, Zach could cue up our intro for yeah, the paranormal news... Yeah, with us on this. This is all new for us. Yep. Hopefully.
Hi, I'm Nathan Mayer. This month I'll be featuring four news stories about the paranormal. The first one is, is it possible to weigh the human soul? At the beginning of the 20th century, a doctor in Massachusetts attempted to weigh patients as they died. Back in, back in 1907, a doctor by the name of Duncan McDougall ran a series of unusual experiments in which he attempted to capture actual hard evidence of the human soul leaving the body. To do this, he built a special bed containing a sensitive set of scales and convinced terminally ill patients to lie on it during the final moments of life so he could measure the loss of weight. After taking careful measurements and by factoring out explainable changes in weight such as release in body fluids, he ultimately concluded that the human soul weighed 21 grams. In 1911, he attempted to actually photograph the soul at the moment it left the body. Unsure if it would be even possible, he persevered and eventually photographed a light resembling that of the interstellar ether around several of his patients' heads. The second story is King Tut's tomb may hold a secret room. Archaeologists have uh, discovered compelling evidence of an empty room hidden behind one of the walls. First put forward by British archaeologist Nicholas Reeves, the idea that would, there could be a hidden chamber behind Queen Nefertiti has been gaining a significant amount of interest in recent months. Dr. Reeves believes it contains hidden doorways that have remained undisturbed for thousands of years. Last month, the Egyptian Antiquities Ministry finally authorized the use of scanning equipment within the tomb to look for evidence of hidden rooms, and now archaeologists believe that they have, there might have been something, actually found something. Minister of Antiquities Mondo Edimity has revealed that part of the tomb's northern wall appears to exhibit a difference in temperature to the rest of the tomb, a discrepancy which could indicate the presence of a hidden chamber. The third story is about a strange creature found in Paraguay. A decomposing body of a creature was found on October 21st this year near the shore of Parana River in Carmen de Parana Itapuo. <laughs> Excuse my pronunciation. A group of volunteer firefighters were among the first to examine the body. Their initial speculation was that the creature was part human or possibly an ape not found from the local area. A medical examiner who attempted who examined the photos was unable to determine what it might be. The body found was still not been identified. Speculations on what it could be include it could be a chupacabra, an alien, an unknown cryptid, or some sort of humanoid. In the late 1500s, explorers Pedro Sáez de León and Sir Walter Raleigh wrote about the Mano Grande, a monkey-like creature that is larger than those found in Central and South America and portions of Mexico. In 1914, explorer Peter Fawcett claimed to have seen a group of Meroxi, aggressive ape-like creatures living in the jungle, ranging in height from two to six feet. 
The last one is a segment called Parapop News, which contains top trends on Facebook or anything that in the local paranormal community is talking about, including movies. This story is about the hunky 23-year-old singer Nick Jonas says he saw three flying saucers eight years ago. He was in the back his backyard in LA and he looked up at the sky and saw three flying saucers. He looked at his friend and said, are you seeing this or am I losing my mind? Jonas said about his interest in UFOs in an interview with the UK's This Morning, then added, he was seeing the UFOs blue lights, then went online and looked, there were three identical sightings two weeks before. Nick admitted this experience led him to be obsessed with UFOs and that stuff in general and now is a firm believer of aliens. The jealous hit maker said he can't wait to get back to LA and go on a hunt for more sightings. Other celebs who are alien obsessed include One Direction's Niall Heon, excuse me, <laughs> oh, One Direction fans, Katy Perry and uh, Demi Lovato. So do you believe we're not alone in the universe like these celebs? Or do you think they're talking nonsense? That's something to think about. Now back to Ran, Ran, uh, Anne, Anne and Ron. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good job. Woohoo! That was his maiden voyage uh, with the paranormal news, and we thank you very much for that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was <laughs> something. It's, it's um, I'll have a lot to have Nick Jonas on, right? <laughs> no, Katy Perry. <laughs> oh yeah, Ron likes Katy Perry. I you forgot. know it. Oh, he loves Katy Perry. Okay, well let's get back to our guest Sam, <laughs> and uh, we were going. Do you know uh, Katy Perry? I'm not Katy Perry. I um. I did work for MTV for a while, but no, I, don't, I never met her. Okay. I'm much older than she is, so. <laughs> so, uh, so what are you what are you doing now? And uh, I I really okay. So I I'm turning out so many books, and so <laughs> I'm I'm dealing with the, the the Provincetown book is in the editing process. So I'm working on editing Provincetown. I'm working on doing sort of a, because this was such a hit, like this, people really responded to it. Uh, so 13 Most Haunted, I'm looking to do more 13 Most Haunted books. So it'll be 13 Most Haunted Bed and Pat Breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 13 Most Haunted in New York City or 13 Most Haunted in Newport, Rhode oh, Island. that's great. So it's, uh, I'm looking at possibly turning it into sort of a franchise uh, or like a series mm-hmm. uh, and, and hopefully um, maybe do shows because the show was also kind of an unexpected surprise that kind of came together and was picked up by multiple stations and it was a lot of fun to do. I would love, now, can we get that, like if we wanted to get that show and play it in East Bridgewater? Absolutely. Can, do and you have to send it to us or is it on yeah, it's on, it's, on, it's on Telview, um, so Telview Connect, so it was like syndicated oh, yeah. that way. But we can, um, we definitely have, like I, I want to find different channels of like uh, putting it out, like the mass access or mm-hmm. like the peg is a way to, to also distribute it as right. well. Yeah, I looked for it on, um, 
on the the connect oh okay and i couldn't find it it's under 13 was haunted oh i i don't yeah. i wonder why i wonder if i had to type out the word 13 yeah uh, i know i looked for it because i thought oh i'd love so to hard. carry that in east bridgewater so i will look for that i okay. promise and i was i was just surprised how many because people picked it up in jersey and vermont yeah. new hampshire yeah. so the fact that it was like kind of it's also shows the power of public access yes and Definitely. we all stick together we all yeah. do and we're doing some great stuff like this I have, i've watched this show and it's it's a good it's a good show. Oh, you've watched our show? Yeah. Oh my God, thank you. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ron's oh, camera. Ron's like, oh no, <laughs> we saw the show. We we have a lot of viewers, um, like you said, in New Jersey, you know, Eastern Eastern Seaboard, um, New Jersey, and New York, up in Vermont. Yeah. So and it's exciting, and you know, and and we goof around, we're kind of a goofy we little do? paranormal show, but we. I'm deadly serious. I don't know about you. Oh, you're deadly serious <laughs> every day, but we have fun, and we like to have fun, and it's 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 something that we enjoy. We like to have fun with our guests, and you know, it's we're not stuffy. And you know what's <laughs> what's really funny is that because of this show, that next year we're going to be producing an Ian and Ron calendar. Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently, there's a demand for really a calendar. This, this penchant we have for dressing up, um, uh, yeah, has, yeah, has gotten yeah, around yeah. a little bit so, too much. So I think Frank should take the photos. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, you know, there you go. We'll have we'll have those we'll awesome Frank Grace photos. He's fantastic. <laughs> right. So, what would you say, in your opinion, your 13 most haunted? What's your next favorite, or your next, you know, like favorite haunt? In haunt the, in the 13. Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of locations. Like the SK Piers, um, Bridgewater Triangle. I I did. Well, there was the Freetown State Forest was number two, mm-hmm. and also really scary. A lot of like a lot of stories associated with that. Um, I love uh, Hammond Castle. Oh, oh cool! Yeah. Very yeah. cool. And that's number three. That's the top on top. Like, it's one of my favorite places. Houghton Mansion is uh, is four, but I decided to put um, the put the Hammond Castle because I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love the history. I love spending time there. Um, my history there I actually went there before Ghost Hunters did, just to kind of check because I had a, this weird instinct that I'm like, this is like I, we heard the legends, you know, that that Hammond actually was there, and there was all these stories associated with with. Hammond Castle, and it's supposedly re- reincarnated as a cat. And, oh, and so I didn't I, know that. Oh, yeah, there's That's all these cool. great stories. That's and, a cool story. And then, and then it was then Ghost Hunters did an investigation, and Josh Gates <laughs> was on the show, and it just um, kind of reconfirmed that it's a it's a very haunted location. They got some really good good evidence at the, at um, the Hammond Castle. So nice. you know the story of the poor tomb, then, right? Yeah, that was the. There was like a machine that they, um, like, it was a box where they were. No, cut, no, where uh, they sold the tomb. Oh no. No, well, you, you, the Hammond Castle is, is a trust, basically. Right. And uh, it costs a lot of money to take care of that place, which why they they. So they've been selling off little pieces of property. Oh. Unfortunately, they sold off Mr. Hammond's tomb. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. In fact, his tomb is, or his vault, I guess it is, yeah. is is in the basement of somebody's house. Oh, my God. But they took Mr. Hammond out and they put, oh, him, put, him, put him with his cats. Well, he's, yeah, he's on the grounds of yes. the Hammond Castle. They, yeah, yeah, because he, he used to have these funerals for his cats. When a cat died, oh. he would drive all around Gloucester with the cat and have a little funeral <laughs> and then entomb her. <laughs> So when they dug him up, when they sold the property, they buried him in the in the vault with his cats. Oh. So he's back oh. there again. Oh my! It's, it's a cool place. I remember I before I was in the paranormal or anything. Or actually, when I just first started getting involved in it, there was a 
a uh, gentleman who, on public access TV, made this little series of haunted places. You know, kind of like what you're doing, but, you know, not as slick. Because, you know, this is a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them he did was him and Castle. And that was the first time that I ever realized it was haunted or anything. And that piqued my interest. But it's a tremendous location. I mean, they were they were um, ghost hunters. I mean, they, they did a lot of experiments back in, back in the early like 1920, like early, back in the day. That would be sort of the precursor to what you guys do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. really interesting stuff. Um, there was, uh, I, I would like Salem, of course, made the list, but Salem gets so much so much right. attention. And yeah. um, so, like the, the we did the Jonathan Corwin House, and which I love, uh, and they also did the um, the Joshua. Um, Ward House, mm-hmm. uh, which is now the Merchant, which is a new hotel, mm-hmm. um, and then um, Lizzie Borden House, of course, made it, and it, Lizzie of Borden course. makes it right. every less. Yeah, <laughs> so it's one of those things that like they're like, where's you know where does the Lizzie Borden uh, bed and breakfast place on your list? And it's high up on the list, but I decided not to make it the most haunted because I don't think it's the most haunted. I mm-hmm. think, and I, so that's one of the things that a lot of people feel like that Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast should be the most haunted. Yeah, you uh, know, does that kind of bug you? I mean, recently I did an interview with. Uh, some Swedish TV, and we did in a, in a cemetery in Salem. And the, the question they asked, they said, why is Salem the most haunted city? And I said, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it isn't. It's not. You know, it, it's so difficult to really say why a place is most haunted. Yeah. You know, because your opinion of most haunted might be different than my opinion. And that's all it is. I mean, how do you really rate them? I mean, you, you have to it's have subjective. your own scale. It, it's so subjective. And a lot of it, a lot of it's input. And I actually like the debate. They're like, oh, well, Lizzie Borden. That's Borg, the cool thing yeah, about Lizzie Borden yes. should be number one. And like, I like having that interaction yeah. with my readers. And it makes mm-hmm. them kind of, you know, and, and, you know, maybe I could do, redo the book and put Lizzie Borden number one, you know. <laughs> so right. it's just one, it's arbitrary. But yet, the, I put a lot of time into the placement and where where. They fit into the the top thirteen. So how mm-hmm. did I think we asked kind of touched on it before about the criteria for making them the most haunted? It was it the most uncomfortable for you, the most it, it purely scared you, or? purely subjective. And then I it, it was sort of like, it was definitely not scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like reaching out to several like paranormal investigators, to historical researchers. Uh, people in the community, I'm like, and I would ask them like, what was, like, what would be the most haunted location? And they would say S.K. Pierce Victorian Mansion. And there's this whole kind of group that surrounds the S.K. Pierce Victorian oh, yeah. Mansion. They were kind of rallying for right. that to yeah, be the most yeah, haunted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I truly believe so. It was really my ultimate uh, decision to say, okay, I put that number one. But the people that I've talked to said it was pretty. Um, it, it was a smart list, and mm-hmm. I focused on locations that are not typically on a most haunted list. Cool. That's great. Yeah. So who's 13? Uh, Boston, yeah, ah. yeah. So I, I hope lost city. in the whole city. Yeah, that's the Boston <laughs> common. And I, I, uh-huh. we talk cool. about my ghost tours. I, yeah. I, I, I run oh, a ghost yes. tour. Boston haunts. I run a ghost tour in Cambridge. Um, and nothing from Cambridge made my list, which is kind of no. shocking because there's Harvard and there's a lot of stuff that's mm-hmm. there. Warren uh, Cabin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I. Um, I definitely, that's in uh, Charlestown. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. right. But Warren Tavern is very active, and that may be in my next book, Mm -hmm. uh, Haunted Boston Harbor, because I'm I'm focusing on Charlestown as well. Yeah, that was my bet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that must be really interesting, is doing these tours. Yeah. And you're constantly in 
haunted locations. And a lot of it, because you asked, like, who did you reach out to? And I talked to people that go on the tours. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, because everyone goes to Salem. And you guys probably know from the, like, they want they go on the ghost tours in Salem. And right. everyone's there during haunted happenings during October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I get a lot of people on my tours in the summer in Boston. And, and a lot of really intelligent, well, you know, like, well-versed paranormal people from all over the world who come to Boston to go on my tours and to go check out Salem. And uh, I'm like, based on your experiences, what would you say is the most haunted? And I've talked to people on my tours. I have multiple tour guides, so I don't give every tour, but I do have the interaction with the public. And it's, I love it. I love, I love being out there. I love going to the historic locations. And I, you know, I want to do, I want to do more of them. I want to do, I did one in Salem and I I said never again (laughs) after giving a tour in Salem. Oh, I I can agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you I, did uh, spectral evidence. I once did spectral with me. evidence one year, uh, one year with Ron, and I said, please don't ever ask me to go back to Salem <laughs> in October ever <laughs> again. Um, so so you, yeah, it's not like you get the people who announce this. Hey, look, Martha, I got an orb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, but, the orb photos. Yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> must but be paranormal. Boston is just just such a wealth of and and I'm a cemetery person. Yeah. The too. cemetery tripping I I do all the cemetery trippings here and and it's kind of a hobby of mine. Yeah. Is I love old tombstones. So, you know, um King's Chapel in the Granary in Boston. Uh, just two of my absolute favorites. You got to check and out Central Burying Ground because that's that and is, I've been there too. Yeah, I that's know. my it's my favorite because yep. that's where I had one of my first encounters with <gasps> really? with a, I call her Mary, but this uh-huh. is what, with, with what looked like a, a girl apparition. Ooh, oh, cool! Yeah, very nice. cool. And that I always I talk about that story, and that turned that kind of led me into the paranormal. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it was oh. I had an experience there, and I was doing a story for Stuff Magazine, which is no longer, uh-huh. and they're like haunted hotspots, and I saw what looked like a girl, and I didn't know that there was a whole backstory of a Dr. Matthew Rucker. Uh, in the 70s, who supposedly had a similar experience with the girl. Oh. And so the, she's been cited multiple times. She's been in photos, and That's she's been neat. on camera. And yeah, there's, yeah, and there's, there's a great stone in there that has, like, um, it's, it's just the carving is, is amazing, and it's got, like, a, a, it's got bees on it, and it's a, tr- with a, a tree with a book. Yeah. And, um, you know, you look up the... Uh, the chapter and verse, you know, in the Bible, and oh, it's cool. just just a, it's a fascinating stone, and it's and I've never seen anything like it, and uh, so yes, Central Burying Ground is awesome. And also in in, in in the Central Burying Ground, there's the mass grave for the British soldiers yes. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were exhumed from what it, where now is the Boylston Street Tea Stop, and that was kind of it. That was 900 between 900 and 1100 bodies were exhumed from oh, that spot. Oh, nice! Wow. Yeah. So there were bodies everywhere in the Boston oh, Common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, yeah, I want to get back to the, the Boston Common because <laughs> it was in my book, uh, three Ghost a Day, mm-hmm. which was 365 ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And what what part of the Common did you find you think is the most haunted? I mean, I say the, the Haunted Corridor is, well, there's Ami Parker. I mean, I think the Boston Common, if you just walk through the Boston Common, there's a lot of activity. There's the Hanging Tree part. There's That's Central, the one that made our book, yeah. Yeah, and there's the, the Central Burying Grounds. Uh, there's um, the Ami Parker side, so like the, that corner. Um, so when you take a tour, there's always, there's so many locations, and the, the Common's so big. But I say when I walk in the middle of the Boston Common, like there were bodies, there were bodies everywhere. This <laughs> this was a mad dumping ground for bodies. Wow. And sort of like an Indian burial ground, they were everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of your tours, if someone was interested in your tours, uh, 
where would they go? Where well, would, they, would they contact? I mean, like, with the season's over. Cause yeah, I, but that's all right. But, but bostonhaunts.com and then Cambridge Haunts for the Harvard Square tour. Mm-hmm. And I made, because I did a Haunted Boston Harbor tour last season. Oh, cool. uh, and that was that was kind of a train wreck on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a <laughs> type, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but uh, but yeah, it was. We had a boat in the middle of the harbor and it was freezing. And people were like, "Oh, it's so cold." Oh, uh, no. Yeah. So, but but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those. I, I like was those it just one? <laughs> you did it once? No, I did it three times. It. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, okay, all and, right. And, and the second time there was like a torrential rainstorm. Oh no! Oh, it was oh. like Gilligan's Island in the middle of the harbor. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good idea. No. Yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, it's stuff people want to see. You know, I would go on that tour mm. in a heartbeat. But yeah, I mean, it's totally. Weather dependent. And my stuff, and I, I, I like that you guys have humor because I think that it's really this, people take it so seriously. Oh, I like, know. So if you see the TV we're shows, it's like we're walking into the haunted location, mm-hmm. and my, yeah, like, dude, this is <laughs> this is so much fun, and, I, and I, I, that's why I was sort of like I'm like I would love to be on your show because oh, you guys have a lot of fun, and like dress up as pirates and have oh, have a blast, <laughs> and I, I do too. I mean, this is this is a dream job to mm-hmm. be able to do this kind of stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I am envious. I will tell you that I would love to be able to. Just do, just, just do that. Well, oh, you could, you know. Oh, I have to eat. I have, you know, I need to make some <laughs> money along well. the way some, <laughs> some, I mean, somewhere. So. You like private cruise with me next year. Oh, okay. Oh, we do. We have a question from our chat room. We do? Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's somebody We've been in ignoring chat. ignoring it, huh? Somebody <laughs> in chat. And uh, they'd like to know, uh, Sam, have you ever done any paranormal work in Cape Cod? Yeah, well, Provincetown's my next yeah. book. Well, Provincetown. Yeah, so okay. I, I, um, we focus just on Provincetown, but in the, I'm doing a, working on a book on haunted hotels or bed and breakfasts, so Orleans is going to be on it. Um, yeah, there's a, the whole Cape Cod is definitely it's loaded. Yeah, there's a lot of sto- a lot of yeah. ghost lore, uh, the San Bellamy a pirate story, the Truro, and then Provincetown. I did kind of venture out. I went to Wellfleet and Truro. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I didn't just focus on Provincetown. So yes, Cape Cod is definitely. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have anything yeah. on the Parker House in your book, or or in your tours or anything? Like the Parker Hotel? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, uh, yeah. Omni Parker House is one of my most haunted. So. Okay. I, yeah. So I I asked. We actually go inside on our our tour. Oh, that's very cool. And nice. there's the whole Charles Dickens mirror. You supposedly say Charles Dickens three mm-hmm. times. Something weird happens. Oh, it's always three times, isn't it? It's like yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Mary. Or, um, Bloody Mary. Um, what's the one in Lowell? Um, oh. Oh. Um, fell for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which Bonnie? Yeah. Which Bonnie is supposed to be you three times? <laughs> oh, did you make that up? No. Oh, me? Baloney. No. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, so like with number legend. thirteen, I kind of I expanded it beyond um, the Boston Common. I kind of added the whole Parker House lore to mm-hmm. it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff there. I having spent time. I got. I've been in front of that mirror, that Charles Dickens mirror that was taken from his room. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I'm like Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens. I kind of do the, the theatrically. <laughs> uh, and it, but I tell you, I was shooting a photo for for one of my books, and I was yeah. standing there, and my photographer was like, Sam, look behind you. Oh. And I looked no. behind me, and there was inhaling and exhaling on the mirror as if someone was was breathing. Sweet. Oh. Yeah. Did you, did they tape it? No, I mean he, he, it was taking photos, and he's oh. like, when you take photos, you, you know, you know this. Like tr- every time you try to take, like something happens, yeah. and you try to capture it, it never works. Oh, it yeah, never works. Out yeah, now. it's like, like all right, I heard, you know, like I was literally like trying to tape this. I what sounded like a girl sobbing at my bed and breakfast <gasps> two nights ago, and wow. and I was like, oh my god, there's sobbing, and it came. There was no one else in the bed and breakfast. It was just me and my my research assistant, and. 
and he was sound asleep, and I'm like, wake up, wake up, and, <laughs> and, and I was like, and I recorded it, and it was over. You know? oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, we taped, we that stayed is at, so fantastic. We stayed at Haunted Room 24, my wife and I, uh, at the Concord Colonial, and uh, we had two video cameras. Now, back then you had tape, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, you know, uh, hard drives and discs and whatever, all mm-hmm. that crap now. Yeah. So anyways, we had them running all night long, we slept in that bed. And wouldn't you know it, woke up in the middle of the night, that bed was shaking. I'm saying, yes, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Both of the cameras had run out by then. Uh, it always, it's so weird how that happens. Always yeah. the way. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Everything always happens. As soon as you turn the recorder off, yeah. something happens. Like, I always, whenever we go somewhere... I just try and leave it running, like literally as I'm walking out the door. If I have yep. my my you know my video going, my audio, you know, because as soon as you shut it off, everything lights up like a Christmas tree. You know, it's like really. <laughs> one of the best, my well, I shot the best, but one of my favorite EVPs of all time is we were setting up, and we had a recorder on, and uh, we got this voice that said, "It's the Ghostbusters." Oh, <laughs> that is absolutely my favorite. They have a sense of humor. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Who says they don't? I mean, if you believe that spirits are disembodied uh, people, I mean, they'd be the same as they are in life. So I know um, we are dwindling down. Yes, we are dwindling. Of our show, but I know Sam, you have you have a bunch of books. Yeah. And um, okay, so we have the 13 most haunted. Does he have a website that out. we can direct people? Yeah, to? I mean, I, I should have like like the Sam Baltrus's website. I don't, but I would recommend going to 13mosthaunted.com, mm-hmm. and it has pretty much all of my stuff there. Yep. Yep. Oh, there we have that lower third. Uh, Thank goodness. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go down your little list. And we have we have Ghosts of Salem. Ghosts of Boston, Ghosts of Cambridge. Holy moly. And Coming, coming Ghosts of Boston Harbor. Boston Harbor, and which I haven't written yet. And then also uh, P- Paranormal Provincetown. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, wow. I like that. Paranormal so, Provincetown. Can we get all so those on Amazon? PP, which is good. Is yeah. that, can, mm-hmm. we, can we get all those on Amazon? You can Amazon? get them all on Amazon. Awesome. And, and uh, 13 Masana is doing really well. So that's, that's great. Thanks to everybody for buying the book and supporting me and Frank and all the people put that put their energies into the book. Oh, that's yeah, I'll have to get a copy of that. It looks fun. Oh. <laughs> I want to see the 13. I don't. We talked about a custom, but I want to know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but th- th- those books are fun to write. I mean, uh, yeah. when I wrote... Uh, Ghost today, which is 365 ghost stories. Of course, you can imagine how big they are. Yeah. <laughs> They're one per day. But uh, it was fun because it was all over the world. And, you know, the things you didn't know, it's like, wow, that was really cool. You know, you don't know if it's real or not, but it was it was interesting to report. Yeah, the go- actually, I've read Ghost Today, and it's it, it, like that's I love it. I, I love, I love uh, the go- the concept of having go. a ghost today, and um, it's I in, like this guy, you know that because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's in the bookstores. That, like it's like oh, they put that book next to my book because like the like in Salem, they're all, like our, my books are all over Salem, right. but I see your book all over Salem too. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the what's the bookstore we went to? Long leggedy beast. Okay, good. We did the things that go bump in the night. Deliver us. Good Lord. In today's business